morning. Well, good morning, apes, and happy Friday. It's about time that it's Friday. I mean, it feels like it's been a long week here, but I think every week during the holiday season towards the end of the year, it's starting to feel that way. We had a bit of a choppy morning in markets here. Um, you know, markets just opened about a little over an hour ago. It's been an up and down mixed sort of session so far. We're going to get into everything that happened yesterday that might be impacting those price movements here, including one big thing out of Europe and out of the European Central Bank specifically, as well as the Bank of England. But if you guys take a look at this, I mean, photo that probably belongs on par with the Louvre uh, or with the Mona Lisa. I mean, this is a picture of me in front of the ECB from back in June. As we're going to be talking about the European Central Bank here today, I figured there was no better way than to show it than to show that we actually got boots on the ground there. My parents didn't believe it was a business trip, but I hope my dad is watching this so he can see that it actually was. Now, with all that said, let's go ahead and dive into the news of the day. So we go ahead and look at today's daily peel. This is going to be number 607 for December 15th. Uh, December 15, 2023, it is 10.47 a.m. as we're coming at you live. Let's go ahead and get into it here. So... As of their latest data, this is what we're going to be talking about when it comes to the ECB. Uh, inflation has fallen. They went ahead and followed right in line with what the Federal Reserve did, holding interest rates steady. So did the Bank of England. Those are commonly considered the second and third most influential central banks in the world, obviously after the U.S. Fed, because who could beat the U.S. at anything? Uh, so we're going to be diving into that just a little bit. We got some big stock movements from some you know high-powered uh, retail names like Rivian, Moderna, Adobe. And then, of course, we got some more stocks to talk about as well here. Don't finish it up by seeing everything that's going on with Netflix. I'm sure you guys have seen all the shenanigans going on with a lot of these, you know, viewership numbers and all that stuff that they've released. We're going to dive into that towards the end because I think we're ready to crown a king or a champion of the streaming wars. But before we get into all that, let's go ahead and see what indexes did yesterday. Fairly good day. The Russell 2K gained 2.78% as small caps showed a lot of strength, a lot of breath underlying the markets there. Mega caps are, especially the mega caps, well, large caps kind of as a whole sold off a little bit. It was kind of a choppier flat session for those. So that's why we only saw uh, the S&P rising about 19 basis points. We go ahead and take a look at WSO Alpha. Obviously, they did complete garbage compared to the Russell 2K, but they did manage to outperform the S&P and the NASDAQ for once. So they gained 54 basis points. Definitely can't be mad about that. We go ahead and look at treasuries. It was an interesting day to see. Uh, basically, it was a kind of a Rorschach test to see if the 10-year was going to stay below 4% for the session. It was an immediate reaction to the FOMC's meeting that kind of brought the 10-year down below 4% originally. It did stay there for the entire session as, as well as yesterday's session. We'll see what's going on there today. I haven't actually looked at it this morning, to be quite honest with you guys, but definitely go ahead and check that out. If we go ahead down into some banana bits here, we got some good stuff going on. We got Intel officially entering into the AI chip game. It's about time. I mean, they call themselves Intel, but clearly they don't have a lot of it because they are late to just about everything that goes on in the semiconductor industry, falling behind NVIDIA and AMD at every chance they get. But either way, investors were pretty hyped up to see that they're actually getting in on the game and that they're not stuck in the 1980s, like everybody seems to think that they are and like they showcase themselves to be. But if we go ahead on down below... Um, we are basically what happened yesterday is Congress authorized about $900 billion, $886 billion to go to the military or really the military industrial complex, as we should say it. Uh, they can agree to throw out nearly a trillion dollars on this kind of stuff, but can't agree on something as basic as a no insider trading rule for a member of Congress. I mean, why would they agree on that when it's the one thing that's made them all rich? Because they're politicians. The actual skills, I presume. What other reason would you go into politics for? But that's essentially what we're seeing there. 
We go ahead and retail sales were looking fairly strong for November. We'll be talking about on that on Monday here. But the most important banana bits of the day, I think, this was something that I didn't see until uh, very late last night. It almost kept me up for the entire evening because I was cringing so hard. But if we go ahead and take a look at Blackstone's 2023 holiday video, I hope you guys are ready because this is one of the worst things I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't know why a private equity firm felt the need to publish something like this, but this is legitimately from Blackstone's YouTube channel. Obviously, I'm not subscribed to that. Why would that be a thing? I don't know why they're releasing this, but it's essentially a song called The Alternatives Era. So they kicked her stuff. But we're not going to watch that part because it gets, it's like a five, six minute video. Go watch it on your own time if you want something to cringe at hysterically. But at this point in the video, right around the 313 part, some hidden talents should stay hidden. Up and to the right, to the right, guys. Up and to the right. Dance like your career depends. Let's fast forward a little bit. I pace them. I think we've got something. It's catchy. Showtime. Shit. Oh, God. I gotta, I gotta stop it right here because I really can't take watching this one more time. But, guys, please go check this out. I'm sorry I didn't drop the link in yesterday's peel. But, like I said, I didn't see it till pretty late. Definitely go check it out if you want something to ruin your morning. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the news of the day. We're going to start out with following the leader here. So as we talked about, and as you guys can see in my gorgeous background here, we are at the European Central Bank. We were at the European Central Bank a couple months ago. We were trying to spy and get some intel on what they were going to do for rate moves. But turns out it doesn't matter and that we didn't need to conduct that espionage operation that we did because all they're going to do is follow the Federal Reserve. We can't really be too surprised given that the Fed is easily the most influential uh, central bank in the entire world. Everybody tends to follow what they're doing, maybe not in level or magnitude, but in direction at the very least. So if they're raising, most other places are raising and vice versa as well. We go ahead and take a look. The ECB and the Bank of England, they both had interest rate movements uh, or the opportunity to move interest rates just hours after the Federal Reserve on Wednesday. They essentially just followed suit. They did exactly what the Fed did, held rates at their steady levels. Now, these countries do it a little bit differently. The UK is somewhat similar to the US, but the ECB governing 19 countries that use the euro, they got to get a little bit creative with it. So they have uh, essentially three different rates that they all were kind of held at the same level, 45 and 4.5, 4.75 and 4.0%. It's a very convoluted, very European system. And obviously we're not going to waste our time talking about that here. Uh, but if we can go ahead and take a look at this chart, I'm going to scroll in a little bit more. This is the inflation rate in the European Union or in the Eurozone, I should say, because that's the technical word for it. As you can see, it did spike over 10%, almost up to 12%, I believe, across the 11% line that last year or earlier this year, last year about this time. As you can see, we have plummeted since then. It's now about 2.4%, but the average for the year is still going to be pretty trash. It's supposed to be around 5.4%. Then they're expecting things to slow down next year and kind of into the future. But either way, the big takeaway here was that it's not just the U.S. that's finally defeating inflation. It's the entire world coming together and saying, hey, I think we won this war. Uh, you know, central banks did declare war on inflation following the Federal Reserve in about spring of last year. And it seems like it's well on the way out. Those supply chain issues that were caused by COVID and the entire pandemic period and all the nonsense that went along beyond that seems to have been worked through here. The only question left is, does that mean inflation was actually transitory? I mean, I'm not the one that you should go to to uh, make that determination or not, but if you ask me, it seems like it was pretty transitory overall. I mean, when we look back on the inflationary chart in about 10 years or so, we're definitely going to say that was relatively, uh, uh, well, I just totally blanked on the word, but either way, 
that's kind of how it's going to go going forward. It's going to be a big debate if it was actually a transitional period there, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a raging debate in your economics classroom if you haven't already finished finals yet this year. Let's go ahead and move on down to the stocks of the day. So, of course, we have Rivian. Rivian had a big update yesterday, almost 14%, because uh, it turns out they were able to go ahead and establish another relationship. So Amazon is cool with Rivian having an open relationship, apparently. Uh, what was originally one-sided, just like a marriage, Rivian was linked to Amazon. They couldn't go and produce cars for anybody else besides individuals or anything. That deal has been thrown away because Rivian went ahead and inked a deal with AT&T yesterday. So AT&T appears to be Rivian's mistress in the relationship with Amazon. Uh, so that's why everybody was so hyped yesterday because AT&T has a huge fleet of customer service vehicles. You know, when their shit breaks pretty much every year and the guy says that he's going to show up between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. So you got to sit at home all day. Exactly. Those guys, they're going to be driving around in Rivian cars going forward. Hopefully it helps them get there a little bit quicker. Obviously, investors were hyped to see that for Rivian. We can go on down to Moderna. I mean, saving the world wasn't enough once for this company. They got to try to do it again. So they're coming out with a legitimate cancer vaccine. They're working with Merck to do so because Merck has one of the most successful cancer drugs in the market called Keytruda. Uh, and so when these two things are paired together, they were able to reduce the risk of death or remittance in skin cancers. That's pretty much as deep into the science as I can go there. You guys know I'm the furthest thing in the world from a scientist. But it was great news to see, especially for cancer patients and future cancer patients, because there's definitely going to be a lot more of them. So it's good to see that we're headed in the right direction on that front. One day we'll have it cured, but it's got to be somebody a whole lot smarter than us. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the trash-ass stocks of the day, starting off with Adobe here. They came out with an earnings report that basically one of the last big earnings reports of 2023, so it was a moment to celebrate here. They went ahead and beat in the last quarter. They reported Earnings of about 427 on 5.05 billion in revenue, while the street was only looking for 414 per share on 5.03. That was pretty good, but full year guidance for 2024 was complete trash, well below what Wall Street analysts were estimating, and so they were rightfully punished for it. Speaking of getting punished, let's go ahead and look at Northrop Grumman. Hard to believe that a war stock is doing bad in 2023, but they had a tough day yesterday because analysts over at Wolf Research believe that this thing is just way overvalued. It's relatively in line with Lockheed, and it's well under Raytheon's uh, price-to-earnings ratio. Now, there's a lot of other measures, of course, that go into that overall valuation. Wolf's research is uh, pretty guarded beyond the first like couple of lines there. It costs a lot of money to actually get that stuff, so it wasn't able to see the whole report, but that's what we were able to take away from there. Trash day in markets, because apparently everybody else agreed it's way too overvalued. Speaking of war here, let's go ahead and take a look at the most important war that's been going on over the past couple of years here. And that's obviously going to be the streaming wars. They basically determine our entertainment for the past couple of years. Now, if we go ahead and take a look, the streaming wars over the past couple of years has been one of the biggest battles in business. Everybody is competing for every last minute of your attention. That's not just against other streaming services. It's not like Netflix is only against HBO and Amazon Prime. They're against Spotify. They're against YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I mean... Anything that could be taking your, even your children, like your kids require way too much attention. I'm sure Netflix hates them. So it's just one of those things that uh, has been kind of raging for quite a while. There's probably never going to be an actual, it's not like all the other streaming services are just going to stop operating, even though they probably should because they all operate at massive losses. Uh, but it's not one of those things. It's basically just become evidently obvious that netflix is dominating this market we can go ahead and check out some stats for it they're easily they have the most subscribers globally and it's not even close close to about 247 million with amazon at the number two spot with 200 million we can go ahead and take a look at flix patrol who calculates that here 247 150 for netflix and it's not even close 
keep in mind that Amazon Prime comes with a Prime subscription, which in the United States, it has become as mandatory as paying your taxes house. Uh, so that's quite surprising to see on that front. Can't really say that we're too surprised to see that not a lot of Americans pay taxes here. But it's good to see that, uh, you know, Netflix is clearly on top. They're more than doubling HBO and all these other uh, kind of American ones that are under 100 million. Uh, but so it's very interesting to see just how much Netflix dominates on that front. They also raked in $4.5 billion in 2022, even though 22 was a very tough year for them. Uh, they were able to still keep it a very high profit at that too. They're pretty much the only streaming service that's sustainably verifiably profitable. Disney and Comcast only report on Hulu when it is profitable. So, uh, or at least that's my presumption because they don't report on it unless it is profitable. Whereas all the other ones that have are essentially just cash burning pits, especially Disney plus. But uh, the, now when you're comparing it against just the other streaming services, they also dominate the video on demand industry in terms of market share sitting around 44.2%. They also give to us nearly a hundred billion hours of content over the past six months, which you can go ahead and check out in the Netflix report here. Uh, this basically tells us what we've all been watching and wasting our time on when we probably should have been working or actually spending time with our families. Congratulations to Netflix for winning the streaming wars. The big questions left are, is it going to continue to dominate? What's going to happen going forward? Is TikTok going to come and eat Netflix's lunch? Is Spotify going to get its lunch eaten too? I mean, when we're talking about the attention economy, we're talking about things a lot bigger than just Netflix or than just TikTok. Or it's kind of combining anything that can grab your attention or entertain you a little bit. Netflix is doing well compared to streaming, but TikTok is absolutely running away with it. Let's go ahead and take a look at the quote of the day. This is certainly not an investor, but a professional chair thrower in Mr. Bobby Knight. The key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. This is the will to prepare. That is the most important. Of course, everybody wants to prepare. What's it saying? Uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Damn right, Bobby. Way to get us hyped up on this Friday morning here. It is now 11 a.m. I'm going to hop off. Uh, but they, I know we were a little bit shorter here today. But thank you to everybody that joined us here. Uh, we will see you on Monday. Again, we got some retail sales action. I'm sure a lot of drunken stock movements as well to go on. So hopefully we see you Monday morning and you're not too hungover at that point. But until then, thanks for joining us and happy trading. Bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.